Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome to Permission to Think. I'm Edvin Rustrian, and I'm glad you're joining me today. To all my beautiful people who have tuned in to Permission to Think, I want to say thank you. I hope I add a value to your life, and may the words shared on this platform encourage you to think and draw closer to our Heavenly Father. Thank you for making our time together so special. I would love to hear from you and what God is doing in your life. If you would like to learn more about this podcast and all our upcoming events, please visit my website, erustrian.com, where you will find blogs for each weekly podcast, latest updates, and resources to help you in your journey of life, faith, and family. Today, I'm excited to announce that my latest book, Letters to My Girls, is available on Amazon. I wrote this book for my two daughters to remember my voice, fatherly advice, and counsel for life's toughest moments. My heart is for fathers and the important role we play in our children's lives. So I hope that as you read the book, it helps you and your daughter or daughters through your journey in life. Don't forget to order your copy today. And now, let's give ourselves permission to think. Our topic of today is thoughts versus thinking. A study done in 2020 revealed that the average person has over 6,200 thoughts per day. If the average person sleeps for eight hours a day and spends 16 hours a week, that person will have an average of 6.5 thoughts per minute. Doing a little basic math, 6.5 times 60 times 16 equals 6,240. That's a whole lot of thoughts. So let's ask some questions regarding these 6,200 thoughts. Are thoughts the same as thinking? What kind of thoughts do you have? What do you do with your thoughts? What type of feelings or emotions do you experience when you are having thought? First, let's establish that thoughts are not the same as thinking. Thoughts happen automatically. They pop into our brain without any real effort or desire. Thoughts are consistent in that they just show up but are often influenced by external circumstances. Thinking, however, differs in that it requires intentionality purposed, effort, time, and action. Thinking is a skill and one we should all do at some point in the day. Let truthful thinking assault your negative emotions. As you're listening to this podcast, take a moment to think about your thoughts. What kind of thoughts are you having today? How would you categorize them? What thoughts keep coming up throughout the day? Why? Are your thoughts causing you to harden your attitude toward life, career, relationships, goals, creativity, faith, family, and finances? When our life experiences are a tsunami of bad events, we tend to fold and render our will to go on. We abdicate our desire to fight on and we accept this temporary life event as final. Yes, Untimed and unfortunate events happen to all of us, 
but it's how we respond to those tough moments that make all the difference. It's easier to go down a hill of bad attitude than to muster the will and energy to go up and rise above circumstances. When floods and tsunamis come, we all seek higher ground to survive. Do this in life and you will not only survive, but in time, thrive. Quite often, negative experiences tempt us to harden our attitude, thinking, and our heart. I beg you not to let this be the case for your life. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. During my study time, I came across a word that can give us perspective to why so many of us have checked out of life and hardened our heart and attitude towards everything. The word is psychosclerosis. Ty Bennett describes it this way. Psychosclerosis is the hardening of the attitude which causes a person to cease dreaming, seeing, thinking, and leading. It is the hardening of the mind so that we become unteachable. We stop learning and we stop growing. Over a period of time, our negative thoughts as well as our negative experiences lead us to harden our attitude, mind, and heart so much that we stop dreaming, learning, creating, leading, planning, helping, laughing, and enjoying healthy relationships. Events that impact our thinking are such as rejection, rejection from our own families, from our relatives, perhaps a rejection in a dating relationship that you were in, perhaps a rejection for a promotion, perhaps a rejection from social media that sometimes I feel people are just looking for those likes and when they get the dislikes, they don't know how to handle that. A demotion from a career, money, a lifestyle. Maybe you've been demoted from a specific way of life or house that you were living in and now you have to downsize. Yeah, that can have an impact on us. Maybe a failed marriage, failed relationship with your children. Maybe a, a failed relationship with your closest friend and you don't know how to build it up and put it back together. Maybe it's bad health and you're just constantly worried uh, about your health. Maybe throughout this whole COVID pandemic, you've just been worried and concerned and consuming your thoughts. Oh my goodness, I don't want to contract this virus because there's a possibility that I might die. I, I, I want to just, just stop there for a moment. Don't give yourself a death sentence on something that is not final unless God sets it's final. God has the last word in our lives. He holds our very breath in the palm of his hand. But maybe also you just suffered a job loss. Maybe you've gone through a bad business deal. Maybe you're surrounded by negative people. Maybe you're just at your end and you don't know who to turn to. You don't know who to call. You don't have a mentor. You don't have that person on your speed dial to say, this is my go-to person that I know that when I call that person, they can always give me a word of encouragement to help me process these events in life. I truly believe that doubt, fear, anxiety, 
and stress are the major contributors to people experiencing psychosclerosis. When we are consumed with worry, anxiety, doubt, and fear, it paralyzes our ability to think clearly, to see a bright future, and feel hopeful for today and for tomorrow. So what's the answer when we're constantly bombarded with news, notifications, media, and entertainment? These external stimuli are one of the many contributors to negative thoughts that lead us to live unproductive and unhealthy lifestyles. I'm guilty of such a lifestyle and I'd had to make a choice whether or not I was going to continue down the road to self-destruction. And I'm so glad I made the change. From time to time, you will hear me speak of books I read that changed my life or have added significant value to me and my family. I try to read a book a week and this is a priority for me and I don't compromise on this principle. About a year ago, I read a book that for me was a game changer. That book is As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. It's an old book, but the wisdom found in that book for me is priceless. I try to read it at least once a month. It's short, about 90 pages long. But here's one of the many passages that impacted me. And it reads, Thoughts of malice, envy, disappointment, despondency, rob the body of its health and grace. A sour face does not come by chance. It is made by sour thoughts. Wrinkles that mar are drawn by folly, passion, and pride. Let's return to the question I asked earlier. What kind of thoughts are you having today? Are you having thoughts of malice? Are you having thoughts that envy others? Are you having thoughts that you're feeling disappointed? Are you having thoughts that rob you of your peace in your mind? Think about it. What kind of thoughts are you having today? Have that honest conversation with yourself and think about what the consequences are going to be if you and I continue down a path of entertaining thoughts that are so self-destructive. This is powerful. I can't tell you how important it is to stop and think for a moment of the dire impact it's going to have on your health if you and I keep going down this path. It is time to put an end to these thoughts that keep destroying our mental sanity, our mental health, our emotional stability, and often as much research shows, it impacts our very, very health. This is powerful. I don't want to just let this moment go. Please think about this. I had to sit down many hours at a kitchen table and many times just begin the process of thinking about these, these thoughts and where they were coming from. And that's for a whole other set of conversation, which I hope you'll follow me through the other episodes that I will share about the impact that our childhood has 
and being a man as an adult and a father and a husband. Thoughts are powerful and we must be able to filter them and to put an end to these thoughts that just become a self-fulfilling prophecy. There are three passages in the Bible that serve as a guide to traverse some of the mind's toughest terrains. So let me just share them with you and then we'll share them out a little more. One of them is Philippians 4, 6. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Oh, that is so beautiful. Let me take you now to Matthew 6, verse 25 through 27. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or your body, what you will wear. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. Do they not sow or reap or store away in barns? And yet, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And let this last verse that I'm about to read really bring it home. Isaiah 41.10 So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I want you to take a moment and to claim and to put this in your heart and in your mind and think of these things. That the love that God has for you is so wide, is so high, is so deep that our minds can never wrap around ourselves to. Don't be anxious about anything. Don't worry about your life. Don't fear for God is with you. Those are beautiful promises that you can count on God to come through every aspect of your life. When thoughts of fear and anxiety of doubt come over your mind, speak these verses over you. Mind be still. Be still because God said, don't worry about life. Be still because he has told me that he has my tomorrow in his hands. What a beautiful promise. I want you to know that I understand that life is difficult and challenging. And I will never try to diminish or minimize what you're going through right now. But let me ask you a question. What's the alternative for your life? If you continue down a path of self-destructing negative thoughts, what's, what's that going to lead you? What I am sharing with you 
It's with love and respect. But I too have experienced life's hardest blows. I have seen my wife go through so many painful experiences. I've seen my children fall and hurt themselves so much so that my own heart broke to see them in tears. I have family members that have experienced hardship and pain. However, we have committed ourselves to rise above all obstacles, pain and suffering, and place our trust in God. And with your permission, I want to encourage you to take control of your thoughts, develop the ability and discipline to think and develop a healthy mindset. Let me ask you a question. What do you think about when you hear the word enthusiasm? Let me tell you. Enthusiasm comes from the Greek word entheos. Entheos means God within, full of God, inspired, possessed. Earl Nightingale said, the happiest and most interesting people are those who have found the secret of maintaining their enthusiasm, the God within. Is it possible that the cure for psychosclerosis is enthusiasm? You might be saying, really, Edwin? Enthusiasm is the cure for psychosclerosis? What's there to be enthusiastic about? Do you know what's going on in the world? All of those questions are valid questions. But here's where your ability to choose makes all the difference. With your permission, let me share with you five key principles to develop a healthy mindset. Number one, stop watching the news. There's no such thing as just news. It's all bad news. It's difficult to cut the cord and unplug from the news outlets. But think about it. Can you honestly say that you feel better after you watched 30 minutes or an hour of cable news? Do you feel better about your life? Do you have a positive outlook on the future? No. This includes the news feeds on your phone. Constant notifications of current news has a tendency of impacting your thoughts to be negative. Our conversations with people tend to focus on how terrible the state of the world is and we can feel hopeless. Stop watching the news. It has a negative impact on your life, on your mind, on your family. Number two, be careful what music you listen to. Now, I know this is a very sensitive topic for many when it comes to music. As I mentioned before in other episodes, I'm a musician, so I truly enjoy listening to music, creating, composing, arranging, performing. I love it. Nothing brings me more joy than when I sit down with a bunch of musicians to create and just write wonderful music. But there is also a negative side to music that impacts our mind, thought, and behavior. Now, I'm going to be very careful in what I'm about to say, but I ask you to take a moment to think about this and consider the following. How often do you pay attention to the lyrics of a song? Come on, honestly. I know that when I ask my students many times, do they actually listen to the lyrics or do they actually read the lyrics? No, they just tell me, is that the rhythm is a really good rhythm. It has a really, it makes me want to dance. It makes me, it makes me feel great. But have you ever 
giving much thought to the lyrics of the song. How often do you think about the message of a song? When you listen to country music, hip-hop, and reggaeton, do you pay attention to the lyrics? Let me be clear, I'm not picking on these genres, but I care too much about my mind, how I want to live my life, that I can't listen to anything I want. My true freedom is measured in the limitations that I put on it. Music is an extremely powerful force that can bring healing or sickness to your mind. There is endless research on the power and influence of music. Be careful what music you listen to. Number three, creating new habits. There is this quote in in this section of the third, creating new habits. I'm going to quote from this beautiful book called It Takes What It Takes by Trevor Moad. Uh, who unfortunately passed away last year uh, from cancer. What a beautiful mind, what a beautiful heart this young man had. But he left such a powerful um, voice in in our world for today. And and these are some of the quotes that I, I read in this section. One of them, it says, It's what you do now that makes the difference. It may also be what you choose to stop doing. I often hear people say to me, You know, I want to lose weight. I want to exercise. I want to try to change a bad habit. I want to stop watching too much television. I want to start reading more. I want, I want, I want. And they stay at the want. But when I share with them some words of wisdom and advice, they just say, well, I I just can't unplug from that because, you know, I I love watching this. I love listening to this. and, And the desire, the true desire is not there. All they want to do is the want, but they can't get past that want. The first step to changing an undesirable area of your life is not to create a new habit. Here is the thing that I'm going to share with you. It's simple. You don't have to start a new habit to sort of change an old one. If you want to stop an undesirable area of your life, simply stop doing what you're doing. If you want to stop eating junk food, don't buy it. And don't keep junk food in your pantry. Simple as that. Stop doing what's causing you. Don't change to a new behavior. Just stop. If you want to have a healthy mindset, stop consuming visual garbage. In his book that I mentioned before, It Takes What It Takes, Trevor Moa said, choose not to assault your mind with emotionally charged mediums. Take control of your entertainment. It's killing your mind and your spirit. The first step to getting out of a mental hole is to stop digging. Number four, stop worrying about tomorrow. In the book, Lone Survivor by Marcus Luttrell, there is a line that is so powerful. And it says, never live in the dread of the pain and anguish to come. Never do that. The majority of people live in the pain and anguish to come. They worry about everything that hasn't happened and perhaps never will. They have rendered their will to think of a brighter tomorrow. 
So many are consumed with negative thoughts, self-destructive thoughts, self-fulfilling prophecies. Matthew 6.34, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own thing. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. If you're going through something really hard today, why would you put in your mind what's to come tomorrow? Isn't sufficient for the day its own trouble? Let the words of Christ resonate in your heart and in your mind today to take control of your thoughts. Number five. This is really special. This is something that has really changed me so much. And number five is about gratitude. Having a grateful heart is key to a healthy mindset and spirit. Gratitude opened the gates of heaven over your life. Think about your life and how much God has blessed you. Every morning, I take a few minutes to journal and write down all the things I'm grateful for. Luke 17, 11, 19 mentions the story of Jesus healing 10 lepers and only one returned to give him thanks and praise for healing his leprosy. Can you imagine? Perhaps you're like the one who God healed from mental leprosy and you are truly grateful for what God has done in your life. Or maybe you're like the nine who went their merry way and never lavished God with gratitude and praise. Which one are you? Which one am I? Are we like the one that returned and bowed before Christ and gave him thanks for healing him of a terrible disease? Or are we like the nine who simply we just come close to the hand of God, get our fix, get what we want, but we're not interested in a relationship with him, in his character? Think about that for a moment. I would like to end our time together with just a few closing thoughts. Learn to be alone with God. Take time to meditate and think of things that are beautiful and noble. Do you remember Philippians 4.8? Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure... Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I truly believe that the antidote for psychosclerosis is enthusiasm, God within. Remember, we all have an average of 6,200 thoughts per day. That's 6.5 thoughts a minute. How many of those thoughts are good thoughts? How many of those thoughts are self-destructive thoughts? Please consider my plea with you today. Think about your thoughts. Be intentional. Thinking takes effort. Thinking takes discipline. Thinking takes intentionality. Thinking it's powerful when you meditate on the promises of God over your life. I leave you with the quote of the day. And our quote of the day comes from, yes, my dear friend James Allen. 
reads, Good thoughts and actions can never produce bad results. Bad thoughts and actions can never produce good results. Till next time, my friends, remember, never compromise integrity for comfort. Stay strong. Bye-bye.